0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back, and thank you for tuning in today. Today is Sunday, December 11th at 1 p.m., and this is the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network, and I am your host, Jason Leeser, here to guide you through today's session. If this is working for you, please let us know in the comments and in the chats, and please tag a friend who loves tattoos. Welcome to Guy Itcheson's Reinventing the Tattoo Community where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real world events to share and inspire, ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in all the usual places such as the app stores, the Apple App Store and Google Play Store, our YouTube channel, our Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 shows going on at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as well as all of the major podcast directories such as Apple and Spotify. But no matter where you were watching, live or on demand, you can always get the latest and greatest, most up-to-date information on upcoming shows and previous episodes all at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. We've got some sample webinars from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. We've got some free tattoo advice from Guy H.S. himself. Uh, we also have a co- comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown. You can also find the event schedule with a full weekly and special event live stream calendar with all of the live stream details on how to join as well as the Reinventing 24-7 channel, which is a lot like our Roku channel, um, which is active 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and broadcasts 13 different shows on a rotating basis. We also have several different professional development courses available from over 20 world-class tattoo artists. And that's all available at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. As always, if this is working for you, please let us know in the comments and in the chat, and please tag a friend who loves tattoos. Uh, We're always trying to grow this network and get more presence and trying to get new people in on this. So please spread the word, let people know. Maybe it's someone trying to become a tattooer. Maybe it's just someone who really loves tattoos and they want to look behind the scenes. Um, Anyone and everyone, please tag them, help share the knowledge, help share the information. We have a number of weekly staple shows we always encourage people to tune into. Starting on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, and the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. That's followed on Monday with four different shows. The first one starting at 9 a.m. with Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom, where we cover basic drawing techniques and strategies. Following that at 11 a.m., We have the Tattoo Weekly Show hosted by Lauren Gregory, Jake Meeks from the Fireside Network, and Gabe Ripley of Tattoo Now. Following that, at 5 p.m., we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple. And finally, capping off Monday night at 9 p.m., we have a subscriber exclusive drawing group with Guy Ichison himself. Uh Tuesdays at 10 a.m., we have another drawing group with Ricardo Cerdavant, a very good friend of mine, extremely talented artist and one heck of a tattooer as well. And that's followed on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. with the Tattoo Now Show, where we take a deeper dive into the business side of tattooing and being a tattoo artist. That's followed on Thursdays at 6 p.m. with the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast hosted by Fawn Baker. As always, I would like to go through and take a quick minute to thank some of our sponsors and some of the people that make these shows happen, starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. They're constantly keeping everything updated, as we know, living in this post-pandemic world. Uh, Events are still getting rescheduled like crazy, and new ones are getting added all the time. So for the latest and greatest, most up-to-date convention information, coming to a town near you, or maybe it's coming to a town you wanna to visit. For all of the latest event information, take a look at worldtattooevents.com. Delize Pro, also known as Dermalize and the rest of the world, protect your art. If you're still using plastic wrap to wrap your tattoos up, it's probably time to upgrade. Uh, Delize Pro is designed by wound care specialists Specifically designed to help heal tattoos, take a look at Delize Pro for the most cutting-edge wound care and tattoo healing products available. TattooNow.com technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything upgraded and updated. And they are 100% competitive with any type of CRM mailing list or scheduling software currently available. So for the latest and greatest tattoo technology, take a look at TattooNow.com and see what they can do for you. And of course, this wouldn't be reinventing the tattoo without a very personal and heartfelt thank you. And mention of the man, the myth, and the legend, Guy Acheson, who you can find at GuyAcheson.com. He is the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo. Go to GuyAcheson.com, where you can pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedia. You can pick up some of his DVDs. He's got some custom coil machines for sale. He's got some original paintings, countless prints for sale. Um, and all types of other goodies, all available at GuyHson.com. We'd also like to go through and say a very quick thank you to two of our affiliates, The Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Uh, for those people that are looking to get a tattoo apprenticeship and get started on their tattoo journey, take a look at The Apprenticeship Diaries, where you can find all of the relevant information that you will need to know, including an interview with me. Yay! Um, Also, the Fireside Tattoo Network hosted by Jake Meeks. Uh, This will give you a secondary source of information. They've got tons of great interviews with world-class leading artists such as Teresa Sharp, Rich Wren, even Nico Hurtado. Uh, They've got tons and tons of absolutely priceless information all posted up on the Fireside Tattoo Network. So make sure to check them out as well. As always, we ask that if you enjoyed today's show, please go through and post a positive review on the channel. Hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure that you get notified of all of the upcoming shows and help us get the word out. And if you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event, become a sponsor of the Reinventing the Tattoo community, or maybe you're looking for a fine art or a tattoo critique, you can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com and we will get back to you just as soon as we can. Um, We are always looking to help people out with just about anything you can imagine. So please, by all means, reach out to us and let us know how we can help you or what we can do better. And let's get today's show started. Uh, We've got quite a few people in with us today already. We've got uh, Amber, she's in with us. Uh, Medusa is also in with us. Medusa and I just came back from the Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention. Um, would also like to go through while I have a second to say a very quick thank you to a few people from the Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention. I would like to give a big shout out to Chris Mack and his wife, Lauren. You guys were absolute gems this past trip. If you guys don't know about Chris Mack, he actually won a couple of awards while we were there. Um, I got the privilege. To hang out with him and get to know him pretty well. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see him popping in on here or me doing some kind of an interview with him coming up soon. Um, so, Chris, thank you very much. would also like to say a very, very big thank you to Yalzi and Fibs. You guys absolutely rock. You guys put on one of the best shows I have ever worked at. They were the two hosts of the International Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention. Um, and I would also like to thank Sparkov Entertainment for putting on the show, for running the show as smooth as silk, one of the best run shows I think I've ever had the pl- pleasure to work at. Thank you very much. You guys absolutely rock. Um, and if it wasn't for you, I can guarantee you that show would not be what it is today. I would also like to say thank you to Anthony Tex for tattooing me on Sunday. Um, as much as it's still sore and kind of hurting, um, it was a blast to hang out with you and talk with you all weekend. So thank you very, very kindly. Um, cool. Uh, Medusa. Did you want to unmute yourself and say hi to anyone?
1: Hi, Puerto anyone.
2: Medusa.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had such a wonderful time. I actually, while you were, uh mentioning that just texted Lauren and I'm like, you should hop on the show today. Yeah. Um, Lauren and Chris were great. Uh, we actually ended up having the same plane, uh, departure plane. So we hung out at the airport together and, uh, Courtney also had, um, the same flight as us. So it was cool. Yeah. And, um, Yuki had a different flight but he was with D- he was like sitting next to DJ Tambi on his yeah. flight and didn't even notice or like didn't even oh, wow. know that they were on the same flight. What? And he like My text- God. he texted me a picture. He's like, "I'm sitting next to DJ Tambi." I'm <laughs> just like, "All right, sweet." So, uh everybody was on the same planes together. Um that was cool uh yeah actually uh i had a really great time with um uh everybody jason thank you so much for inviting me to come down like that
0: is it was my pleasure you're
1: awesome i'm sending you a gratitude gift you don't obviously. have to it well i'm an gonna absolute
0: pleasure working at that show with you um well, i'm still
1: sending you something
0: because that's what i do i appreciate um, that Um, Are you heading
3: out to Gods of Inc., by the way? Me? Yeah.
1: Well, I would assume that you and I both are not because it's the same weekend as Inspiring Tours.
0: Oh, see, I'm not doing Inspiring Tours this year. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I'm doing Inspiring Mm. Tours. I would love to, but honestly.
0: Grime, Nico Hurtado. James Th- Tex, Anthony Tex, Chris Mack. Uh, he's heading out there for it. Eh, Sean I'm... Barber, Nick Baxter. No.
1: Okay, oh. but you've already done inspiring tours before. Actually, I have not. I thought I, I thought you did last Ricardo year.
0: Ricardo did. Oh, I thought
1: you did. Nope. Okay, well, uh, I already signed up for Inspiring Tours, and I know that that intimacy with those artists and oh, it's um, the painting is going to help me in my career. Um, oh, I'll definitely be planning better for the next Gods of Ink. Yeah. Um, but well, I've let's, already got
2: uh, let's plans. Go through
0: and talk about what Gods of Ink is, by the way so gods of ink is a show because we're mentioning this and some people out there might not know this, um, back over quarantine during lockdown for everyone across the globe. Um, there were a number of different tattoo organizers that could not financially sustain, um, hosting their show and keeping everything in storage and doing all kinds of stuff like that. So a lot of those, uh, Tattoo Convention companies uh, had to fold. They went bankrupt. One of those was the London Tattoo Convention hosted by Mickey Violenti. Now, Mickey also ended up closing the London Tattoo Convention for a couple of different reasons. Um, His business partner actually ended up passing away at that period of time. So it also had a lot of other deeper kind of significance. So he wanted to kind of cancel it at that point um what ended up happening coming from that was this show gods of ink which he started to replace the london tattoo convention the lineup for this show already is so far at least equal to if not better than every london tattoo convention i have ever gone to i mean guys like steve butcher and nico hurtado next to guys like shige next to uh grime from california uh next to james tex i mean those are just a few of the names that are going to be there right and for the oh philip blue will be there tattooing as well so i mean it's got to be pretty good you know, Philip blue going to be there. So it's, it's going to be a pretty big deal. It's the first year it's going on. Um, They're hoping it picks up a bit more momentum right now. I'm looking at heading out there for it. Obviously I don't think I'm going to be working at it because that would, I I just don't think that that's going to be happening this year um as much as i if i get the invitation and the offer i will but i mean to, to tattoo alongside philip lou like that's
1: i want to do the wayne's world i'm not
0: worthy i i, I that's exactly what i would do without not worthy. i would just Aww. sit down and i would pack my i would keep my stuff packed up all weekend and be like listen i i can't tattoo next to this guy like anything i do isn't going to compare I would go to Gods of Ink to be an apprentice. I would give me a, a single booth all the way over in the back darkest corner, right? That is kind of, not that I'm saying I've got imposter syndrome, not saying I can't hold my own, but when you're getting put into the gauntlet with guys like that, it's a bit more than intimidating, right? So... It's different. I'm not saying I wouldn't work at that show. I just, if I do work at that show, I just hope they don't put me next to Philip Lou. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, I mean, that would not be cool. How do you think I felt even being in the same room as like the Texas and uh, fucking hip and uh, uh, Yalzi and Fibs? Yeah, it's intimidating
0: for sure. But you know what? That's something. So I was actually talking to a few people on the Launchpad community the other day about, you know, everything going on and about, you know, having imposter syndrome and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's something we all deal with and it's not easy to get over, but we have to, we have to push through it.
1: I actually, Yesterday while I was uh on a particularly long walk with my dog uh, I had a couple of thoughts about imposter syndrome and how can you defeat imposter syndrome and the conclusion I've come up to come up with is that you can't really nope. there's always no. going to be a little bit of it however instead of imposter syndrome being this like giant weight on your shoulders that you're carrying that's like always on your mind is a constant making you feel less than worthy and all of that you know instead of like carrying imposter syndrome like atlas we can use it as a tool it's a tool to make us better so in order to (laughs) defeat those or not defeat, but, you know, to lessen and to manage those feelings of imposter syndrome, learn more. Yep. Like if I'm feeling like I have imposter syndrome, I've decided that that is a sign that I need to invest more into learning. Yeah. And so every time time I think imposter syndrome
4: drives my need to learn.
1: Yeah, so every time I'm feeling I'm not worthy and just be like, no, 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 no. It's not that I'm not worthy. I just have a couple of more things I need to learn real quick. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm, it's not that I'm not worthy. That's my gut telling me, listen up and learn some more. Like this is an opportunity.
0: You know, I think it's interesting that <laughs> we bring that up, you know, especially with people like Fibs, Yalzi, uh, the Tex family you know, all those guys, because believe it or not, they have imposter syndrome too. Um, I, it sounds (laughs) funny to say that, but it's just like, really? Even guys like Philip Blue have imposter syndrome. You know, it's not something that anyone ever really gets over, no matter what stage you're at. The difference is some people acknowledge the fact that no matter where they are, no matter what they know, maybe they've got something to bring to the table that other people don't. You know, even if it's just a fresh perspective on things, right, we all have something to bring to the table. And it doesn't matter where we are in our careers, it doesn't matter what our experience level is. Sometimes what a lot of people need is a fresh eye, you know, a fresh perspective, something, a fresh way of thinking about things. Or a fresh background, you know, someone that has a background that's different from everyone else. A lot of times people end up losing the fact that, you know, oh, well, you know, I, maybe someone's been a tattoo artist for 30 plus years. That's great. But if you're working and you're trying to teach things to people and you have someone that's around you that has a background in education, well, listen to what they have to say, right? Because that's something, that's knowledge that maybe someone else doesn't have. Or maybe you've got someone that also has a background in being an electrical engineer, right? That's knowledge that maybe you don't have. Maybe they can help you figure out what's going on with this troubled tattoo machine that you've just never been able to figure out. You know, you never know what knowledge someone has until you ask, until you find out. But if you just sit back and think that you don't have anything at all to offer, well, you're just kind of kidding
3: yourself at that point.
1: Another, I think, really important thing to keep in mind when we're dealing with imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough is that some of the best innovative accomplishments in the world have come from people asking really absurd questions the question that nobody else even ever thought to ask the question that everybody felt too stupid to ask Mm -hmm. and all of that like ask questions don't humiliate yourself ask the dumbest class questions in the room but there's always going to be somebody that's around you who wants to know that same answer but is too afraid to ask right so make yourself fucking dumb Like ask the dumbest questions, ask everything. If you say, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Can you explain that? 10 times in a conversation, it might get a little annoying for the person to keep explaining it, but you're gonna be learning. You're gonna figure it out. You're gonna start understanding. And uh, yeah, sorry, I went off on that one.
0: You are absolutely correct. I kind of applied
4: that when I was in Atlantic City Yep. at the tattoo convention. I went into it. I'm like, all right, I know some tattoo artists here, and I want to watch them tattoo, but I'm going to go into it like I'm just an apprentice. So I want to watch you tattoo, but explain it to me like I'm just an apprentice don't take for granted. I might know anything that you think I already know.
1: Yeah, like if somebody is using a fucking mag in a way that you haven't seen mags be used before, like to make sharp, crispy lines and they're using it at a certain Uh angle to dig in those edges, dig in, that sounds really harsh. Um, Ask why. Like, If you see somebody using a round liner in a way that you would normally use a shader, ask why. Like, just keep asking. I mean, the answer might be obvious, but just do it. I've been
4: asking why since I was like four. It's probably why I'm a geek now.
1: Yeah, I think that's the problem, too, is that like a Kids ask why all the time. They ask a million questions in a day. They're always constantly learning. They're figuring shit out. That's part of their development. But somewhere like around the time that we hit like high school and stuff, even middle school for a lot of people, we start becoming uh, more of like ashamed of not knowing things and holding back on our questions for fear of judgment and humility. And we, because of that, we prevent ourselves from learning more out of just like this weird sense of shame for not already knowing. But the thing is, none of us were born knowing anything. Every single person here had to learn what they know in some way, and you're never going to stop being done learning. So make yourself as embarrassed as possible and keep asking those questions. Cause that four year old is learning a lot faster than you are because she's asking 40 million questions in a day and you're just sitting there being all like, oh, might look dumb if I ask this question.
0: You know, I, that brings me back to the first when we just got there on Friday and we were just getting set up and um, we had the pleasure of working next to Nick Kaiser um, also known as Dead Meat on Instagram, if anyone knows him. Um, super rad awesome dude, super incredible color artist, has a very like neo trad kind of approach to a lot of things. Um, one of the nicest people you will ever meet. He was actually doing a collaborative tattoo with a friend of mine, Harlan Kantner, um, who is one of the most diverse tattooers I've ever met. And I apologized to them before the show even started. And I said, you know, listen, if you guys are doing this collab, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but I want to watch and I'm probably going to annoy the hell out of you asking you questions. That's just because I really admire you guys and I'm trying to get better. So if it annoys you, I'm sorry, but I doesn't mean I'm not going to ask questions.
2: So Yeah.
1: Patrick, I how gotta are you ask doing?
5: Questions. Huh? <laughs> how you doing, Patrick? Good. I'm focused. I'm working on uh this one today.
1: Ooh. Ooh, that one's cute. I like it. How adorable. Mr. Mackie, like you're killing it.
5: It's like a little uh um reference to Monty Python and the holy grail with that rabbit that jumps out of the cave.
0: Uh-huh. Big, sharp, pointy teeth. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I love see. it. With this, we use thine holy hand grenade.
5: Yeah. Yeah, at first I tried like framing out the rabbit with the holy hand grenade, and it was just looking ridiculous and way too far. So I was like, I'm just going to go with poison ivy in the skull. Yeah,
3: there you go.
2: Sounds
5: like Puerto Rico was a fucking great time,
0: though, dude. Uh-huh. It was Yes, it does. Cool. Getting to hang out with Yuki from World of Pencils.
1: That uh, dude Yuki's is so fun.
0: Super awesome.
1: Yeah, we went uh with uh Jess and another Jesse and uh DJ Tamby and uh Eddie and uh a few other people to a waterfall in the rainforest and we hiked a little bit and uh, climbed through a couple of little mini caves and went swimming and that was super fun.
5: I say, that sounds fucking awesome.
1: Uh
4: Uh-huh.
0: I always recommend for people, if you get the chance to, and you can afford to without really breaking the bank, even if you just go and attend the Puerto Rico show, take a day or two after the fact and hang out with some of the artists because we're all there on vacation, you know? Like a few days afterwards. Workcation. Like, yeah, it's a workation. <laughs> you know, we're there hanging out. Get to know us, ask us questions, you know, enjoy the time there. You're in a tropical environment with people that, you know, maybe you won't ever run into them again. Who, who knows the next time you're going to see DJ Tambi at a tattoo convention? Right. Mm -hmm. So why not go through and spend time with them? Spend time with everyone there. You see a guy with an amazing collection of tattoos. Go talk to him. Find out, you know, how he got started collecting tattoos. You know, know, go talk to people that host the event. Um, Big shout out, by the way, to uh, to Jeff and Leroy over at Sparkov Entertainment. You guys absolutely rock the house this weekend how smoothly everything went Um, any problem that we had all we had to do was talk to them let them know and it was taken care of in minutes um and you don't get that from just any tattoo convention like that takes a special care and a special concern for what's going on so big shout out to you guys um but you know it the puerto rico show is one of those shows where even if you don't work at it, it's worth the investment just to go and talk to these artists. Yeah, I'd love to. You know?
5: Is it like um, typically around the same time of year, every year?
0: Yep. Usually the first weekend in December, um, which is awesome for people in the, in the Northwest and Northeast that get hit with a lot of snow and a lot more cold weather. Um, Gives you an excuse to like, go and travel to a tropical island um, because I mean why not right Yeah. Uh, but it was an absolutely phenomenal time but I mean even if you can't make it to the Puerto Rico show go to shows like Gods of Ink or the Paris Tattoo Convention right take the time invest in yourself go there and even if you just walk around and watch people and ask them questions right you're going to learn more by doing that than you know almost anything else why because you're investing that time and that money to go there and be around these people you can pick up tiny little things from artists say you see an artist using the same machine as you right say you're using an injector uh, uh, a zion or a cheyenne unlimited right and they're using the same stroke length how are they using it How much needle hang do they have hanging out? How fast Uh are they running it? You know, are they, you know, what taper pins are they using? Are they using number 12 long tapers, medium tapers? Are they using number 10 bug pins? Are they using number eights? What are they using? How fast are they using it? What angle are they holding their machine? These are only things that you really come to understand if you're there and you get to see them.
4: Uh Yeah.
0: Uh, I remember I one of the things... changed my
4: angle a little bit after watching Thorn Tattoo for a while. Yep, And it actually it uh, sped up my color packing.
0: That's what I'm saying. Sometimes it's little things like that that we don't realize the impact that it will have on us.
4: Yeah, it was just a slight angle shift off of the angle I was going in at. And I'm like, maybe I'm not coming in low enough. Right? And... I did it, and I was like, well, shit, there it was, and I wouldn't have known it if I didn't pay attention to the little things she did.
0: Yeah, sometimes so. it comes down to angle. Sometimes it's how fast are they running their machine? You know, that, mm-hmm. that can have a big monumental difference in the amount of color saturation, how quickly you can get done an area, um, what their color blends look like, How much trauma are they causing to the skin? You know, I won't ever forget the first time I watched Devin Cooley tattoo. And Devin Cooley actually won first place best tattoo of the day on Friday um, for a piece that he did. And I've known Devin for quite some time. And it always it always amazes me how fast he runs his machine when he's shading and how slow Mm -hmm. he runs it when he's lining. And it's always something that blew my mind. Um,
4: yeah, because that seems like the opposite of what everybody else does.
0: And that's, it's the total opposite of what everyone was taught that started out on coils. Right? Everyone that started out on coils was always taught, you want a fast liner and a slow shader. Mm-hmm. Right? But we aren't on coils anymore, are we? Exactly. So how does that impact everything? We're watching James Tech's tattoo, right? And watching how slow his machine is moving. You know, no matter what machine he's using, he's not running it very high as far as power goes. You know, but he's flying through these huge tattoos in record time. You know, he tattooed the entire front of this guy's leg on Friday, start to finish, drew it all on and started it and finished it in five hours flat
4: yeah that blows my mind
0: and it's solid solid color so it's like maybe there's something to that right but you never know unless you go and you find out so take the time make the investment you know and just watch how much it has an impact on what you do.
4: Don't be surprised if I show up in Philly and start picking your brain.
0: Go for it, by all means.
4: Because I'm trying to plan a trip out there with a couple of my friends, and I know they're going to be blown away by a convention this week because they've only been the little expo.
0: Yeah, this caution them ahead of time, and it's something I like to do with everyone that comes out to the Philly show for the first time, I warned them ahead of time. I'm like, listen, if you don't like large crowds of people, don't go.
4: Yeah, because it's so many people.
0: It and is absolutely ridiculous.
4: It's weird because I usually don't like giant crowds of people, but I been go into this thing since it wasn't quite as big. Right. So it's kind of okay that it's gotten bigger around me. I'm not being thrown into a big Thing that I don't at least have some comfortability with
0: right and when you've been going to it for so long and you've watched it grow you want, you have a better understanding of like oh well yeah but I remember when this was set to like maximum of 800 artists right mm-hmm. and now it's like double that amount and you're like well yeah but I've been coming to this one so you have that air of you know comfort when it comes down to it you know, but I'm, I try to book one appointment a day uh, at the Philly show. And then I usually try to pick up a Um, Mm walk-up. So if you know, you're there and if I'm not working, probably looking for, for a walk-up tattoo, but you know, it's, it's a great time. Uh, If anyone ever feels like coming out to watch me tattoo, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I'm more than happy to answer any questions at any time. And, you know, If anyone's got an issue with anything or has a problem with anything, tell me. I'll be happy to talk your ear off about whatever. I'm happy
4: to listen. Believe me, I want to know all of it, all the time, all at once.
0: Well, and this is something that, you know, it took me quite a few years to actually comprehend. Um, I had heard it many, many times, but it didn't really sink in until like the 1200th time I've heard it, there's a very Uh big difference between learning the knowledge and like learning the information and applying the information, right? Yeah. So I always try to tell people, take your time, even though I can sit down and teach you different things and show you different things. And I can explain to you why certain things work better than others. But everyone is different. So even though I might sit down and say, well, you know, if you're really trying to saturate the skin with color the first pass, do use this, do this like this, and you'll get this effect, right? And that might be great until you go home and you try to put it into practice. And then you sit back and ask yourself, well, he made it look so easy. And it's like, well, yeah, because I've spent the time to practice that. You know, it might not be quite that easy for you at yeah. first. Even if it's uh, simple,
4: it doesn't mean it's easy.
0: Right. You know, but I also vary up my techniques and my materials depending on what it is that I'm going to be working on, you know, because I do, I'm a firm believer that there's the right tool for the right job.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I tend to overpack a lot of stuff and have a lot of things and I like to use different things for different things, you know. Um, I'm gonna use a different type of pin with a different t- taper for super fine black and gray work than I am for, um, you know, say uh, a bold color traditional piece, right? Yeah. With traditional work, you, you're gonna want a blunt taper to get that whip shade to get that, you know, pepper shading coming out from your black mm. shading. And you cannot get that pepper shade look if you're using a long taper or a bug pen, unless no. you use a liner. But, um, you know, typically speaking, that's not gonna give you that kind of super even pepper shade. So I always try to tell people like, listen, different tools, different jobs, different techniques, different outcomes. What are you trying to achieve? right? That's the question. What look are you trying to go for? What, what is it you're trying to, to accomplish with what it is that you're doing? Just like with painting, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yes, there are people out there that can sit down with colored pencils or, um, you know, watercolors or thick acrylics and they can achieve any kind of a look that you want to go for, right? But typically speaking, if you like that translucent color kind of look, go with watercolor. Yeah, It's translucent by nature. It's going to give you the effect you're looking for. If you like that very thick, opaque oil painting kind of look, use oils. It's that easy, right? Use the right tool for the right job and just watch how easily things fall into place. I you like know, I found using it.
4: a mix of the more sheer watercolors and then the pigmented watercolors over top.
0: Right. Sometimes you have to combine to get a specific look. Yeah. You know, you never know until you try or you seek someone out that has that kind of knowledge. Um, but it also takes a lot of self-reflection, you know? I sit back and look at everything that I do and I ask myself, okay, what am I trying to achieve? What look am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to portray? And is this the right medium to portray what it is I'm trying to do? Mm. Because that's going to have a direct impact on what materials I use to achieve a specific outcome.
4: Sometimes when I take reference photos of like nature scenes and things like that, I already have in mind what
0: medium I want to do with it. Right. And sometimes that's what you need to do. You need to ask yourself, all right, well, if I want to work in this and I want to get better at working in this medium, what kind of subject matter should I be focusing on? Right. hmm
4: what's everybody working on today
0: i'm still working on that tattoo machine painting that i started a while back
4: it's looking really good i love the amount of detail you've gotten in there
1: i'm working on um some designs for a client today so far i've drawn uh, a oh no hold on hold up wait a minute There. let I me put go. some
4: groove in it
1: yeah i've drawn a salmon shake oh awesome
2: that's pretty cool
1: yeah It's a little top heavy, so I'm trying to figure out what I can do to kind of like even it out on the bottom. I don't want to shrink the salmon head because I'm going to lose a bunch of details, and that's kind of like the main focus. But I might just add like some sort of old bay
4: on top, huh? A little shaker of old bay
1: next to it. We're trying to keep it in a budget range. I don't want to add oh. like another detailed object yeah. or take away from it. So I'm thinking I'm just gonna like, um, probably add just like some flare, I guess, a uh, and a circle. I know that sounds pretty simple, but here we go. Edit shape, circle, and all right something very simple to even it out uh, will be like a circle of color on the bottom
4: nice yeah that's you know, super simple, simple. just add
1: some weight to the bottom without taking away from the i like that um the main concept of it
0: so actions- i am working I'm mm-hmm. switching out what I'm using, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone really is paying attention, but.
4: Well, when Jason talks, I pay attention.
0: Why? I don't. You're <laughs> you're a, yeah, you are a, Medusa's learned that lesson. Half the time, knowledge. I'm just talking to myself.
4: Yeah, but on these podcasts, you're a fountain of knowledge, and I've learned a lot, so. A
0: fountain of knowledge. Pah. Yeah, right. Fountain uh, of it's, knowledge. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever used these before. They're the, the Zig Clean Color Real Brush um, Watercolor Pens. But they kick ass.
4: I might have to get them. The watercolor pens I have behave badly.
0: Yeah, these are like, they're expensive. Don't get me wrong, but they are worth every penny.
5: I'm super Um, interested because that's mainly what I use is the watercolor markers.
0: Yeah, these things are like, these are my go-tos. They're light fast. Um, They've really got the right amount of pigment, but you can also blend them out very, very easily and they don't lift. So it's not like you have to, you know, wait until they're thoroughly dry before you, you know, go back into them i mean yeah make sure that they are dry but once they're dry they're there like there's no there's no lifting or anything like that from them light brown
1: i might be getting a playstation 5 today so just hell yeah just so everybody is aware um my newest Gaming console is a Sega Genesis, so like I'm pretty stoked to finally like be a cool kid. Yeah, no, I got my Sega Genesis as a hand-me-down from my cousins when they got a PlayStation 2. So I've always been behind the curve, and today I'm excited to be
0: all like, yeah, I'm gonna get a PlayStation 5.
1: There's too many buttons.
0: I was going to say, it's probably going to take you a while to figure out the buttons.
1: (laughs) Somebody on YouTube
4: has got to be able to explain it for you.
1: (laughs) like Explain it like I'm five. Because all I know is like, A, B, A, B, up, down, right, left. But uh, yeah, I just got a text from my friend saying that they got one available and they're going to go grab it for me. So I just wanted to interject with uh that fun little bit
5: exciting though Mm -hmm. aren't those things like still on back order yep yeah it's
1: so hard to get one like they're sold out or on back order all over the internet you can find some from third-party sellers for like a thousand dollars where they're like people are scalping them and stuff um I am paying only $100 over retail price, but I'm willing to do that rather than, you know, wait three years for them to become accessible.
5: I think 100 bucks is reasonable to kind of get ahead in the line. I think yeah. that makes sense, personally. Yeah.
1: Like, it's 100 bucks, and I know for a lot of people, that's a lot of money, but I it's my money, and I'm going to spend it how I want. Yeah. And I want to fucking PlayStation five because Diablo four is coming out June 5th. So I got to get on this shit.
5: It's funny. Right. When you said, uh, it's my money and I'll do what I want with it. I went straight to the JG Wentworth yeah. ads.
4: <laughs> yeah, so <did> I. <laughs> <laughs> It's my money and
1: I need it now.
5: Yeah, exactly. And they have like the, all the Vikings on the bus.
1: Uh, no, I like, I know that sometimes I can be irresponsible with money. I also know that sometimes I'm very responsible with money. Like I hemorrhage out money towards investing in myself and my own tattoo education all the time. Um, I mean, I was go- originally going to Puerto Rico just to go there and meet artists and learn something. I wasn't even expecting to tattoo. I was, and I was ready to eat that money for the experience, for the learning. So, and there are people who are like, Are you sure you want to spend your money on that? And be like, yeah, of course I am. It's mine. I get to do whatever I want. And I've worked hard for it. And usually I'm spending it on education. So this time I'm going to spend something on like fun.
5: Absolutely. We have to have the fun too.
1: Fun and educational. Yeah. Although Um, education is fun. Let's get real here. Like learning mm. tattooing has been a very fun experience.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been slightly obsessive.
1: Yeah. yeah, I've been trying to work on getting myself. (sighs) I've noticed people around me, maybe not so much um, burning out, but becoming... um, I don't know. What's the word?
5: Like complacent?
1: That's what I was thinking. But uh, um, not desensitized. Jaded. Aggra- jaded. <clears> throat> yes. Throat> mm. Like just comfortable complaining. Comfortable yeah. being in a state of non-growth and also taking it out on their clients. Like I know so many people I, and I, I work with a few people and everything that they'll like check their emails to me like oh my god why doesn't anybody want a cool tattoo this person wants a stupid fucking like ugh, they want this and it's so boring and like ugh, I don't want to do that do you want to do that tattoo Pass like it I want to me. do something do it. yeah and they're all like I want to do something interesting this is it cool And I'm trying really hard to fight that because that kind of mentality can be really contagious. It's toxic. Yeah. And it's super toxic. And if you're working around people who are acting like that all the time, who are complaining about the tattoos they're doing, who are basically talking shit about the ideas that their clients have, you're going to start doing that. Whether you like it or not, it's going to wear on you. So you need to keep practicing like fighting that off and keeping yourself enthusiastic yes. and so i've been working on a lot of that lately trying to not think of this and fit another infinity symbol walking through the door i guess i'll just (laughs) get them in get them out make a quick minimum shop rate you know i'm
4: doing one on wednesday
1: yeah but you know what that infinity symbol probably means the fucking world to that person (laughs)
4: Who am so I cool. to
1: judge the tattoo this person wants that matches their personality? Yeah. It's like
4: judging their, their <laughs> life choices.
1: And you know what? I got fucking stupid tattoos too. I know that there are some artists who probably just been like ugh, this girl's idea is so lame. Whatever. But those tattoos were like fucking cool to me.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, anybody she- who sees the tattoo on my knee knows that it was horribly done, but it was the first tattoo I ever did. It's my badge of honor. I know how blown out it is and how horrible it is, and, but I'll wear it proudly.
1: Yeah, I just I just want to welcome all the infinity symbols, all the little uh, what do you call those like heartbeat zigzag lines? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that, I want to accept all of the little words that say live, laugh, love, because people that are getting those, like to each and every one of them, there's a different meaning behind it. There's a different reason they're wanting it and they're excited about getting it. So you should be excited to do it because it is an honor and a privilege to draw that infinity symbol on somebody and- Let's Some get of the best clients I
5: have came from shit like that, even.
1: Yeah, right? Like, why the hell would I want to, like, talk shit about them for wanting a tattoo that I personally wouldn't wear? Like, mm-hmm. that's like looking at somebody and being like, why did you cut your hair like that? That's so fucking stupid. It's like, who cares? It's not your hair. No. But yeah, I'm working on trying to stay enthused about the tattoos that I do and keep the momentum going because I don't want to get jaded. I don't want to get angry. I don't want to be like the people around me where they check their emails and they scoff because they think their client, their potential client doesn't have a cool enough idea. Well, like that's so fucking rude
0: right? So the way I always I started looking at everything, no matter what it was, you know, oh, you want a Celtic cross? Cool. Yeah, I'm all about it. I'll do it. The reason why I'm enthusiastic about every tattoo I do, no matter what it is, no matter who it's on or anything like that, it's another chance for me to practice, you know, do the infinity symbol, make it the cleanest, most solid, most incredibly amazing infinity symbol anyone has ever even laid eyes upon right that -hmm. is your chance to practice line work that is your chance to practice black saturation it is your chance to really get in there and really hone those core hardcore skills yeah dude like
1: that infinity symbol that walks through the door it's not just a little swoop swoop in and out you make a hundred bucks no 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 That infinity symbol is your chance to prove to everybody in the shop that you can make lines crispier than the fucking colonel makes chicken. Damn right. Like, that's your chance to prove that you have solid work, that you can do a line without splotches, that you can stretch the skin just right and angle the needle perfectly. And it's a delicate process. It is not fucking easy to make a good one, too right No. like and everybody can tell when you've everybody knows when you slacked off on an infinity symbol it's obvious
5: yeah. it does always show with those ones in particular
1: yeah yeah and it really does too like they're they have their own challenges like you have to make that perfect two perfect curves you have to make the crossing perfect you have to make the Crossing where the curves turn into lines, perfect, and you can't let there be ink splotches. You have to, like, there's a lot you have to put as much effort into that as you do with any other tattoo. Why slack off?
0: I was once yeah. told that anyone can do a big ass tattoo pretty fucking well, right? You show me a tiny, tiny, super simple you know, maybe it's the size of a quarter, a simple little all black design. That will be the definitive nature and that will be the defining point because if you can't do that perfectly clean, perfectly solid and perfectly clear, then it doesn't matter if you can do a big tattoo well because you can't knock out the small, simple stuff. And if you can't knock out the small, simple stuff perfectly, what makes you think that you can... What makes you think that that big ass tattoo you're taking on is going to look right?
1: Yeah, if you can't do a good infinity symbol, what gives you the right to give somebody a back piece? Right. Seriously. Fucking work on those lines. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> it always comes back down to the lines.
0: Speaking does. of
1: lines and edges.
0: Yeah. So that's actually going to be tomorrow night, Monday night's uh, class. Uh, that is the topic for class tomorrow. Um, hope to see a couple people there. Um, should, be in, should be a fun one. Um, I'm going to be covering line, uh, line weight variation, line weight opacity variation, um, using line to create a sense of depth and perspective, using line to create a sense of light and shadow, and when to use big, thick, bold lines, when to use thin accent lines, and when to use no lines, right? All to create a sense and an illusion of depth. And it should be an absolutely awesome class.
1: Can't
0: wait sounds off awesome. well to me line and line weight is something that i've spent a lot of time focusing on a lot of time learning about um you know and a lot of time just really trying to understand to its core because to me if the lines on any given tattoo aren't there if they don't hold up well if they're not perfect or if they don't portray the right sense of perspective or foreshortening or whatever, Mm -hmm. and the rest of the tattoo falls apart. You know, if you can use line effectively in a tattoo, then it doesn't matter what your subject matter is. It's going to be solid for the duration of that tattoo's life. You know, and yes, there are plenty of people out there that are like, well, you know i do fine line realism like my my stuff doesn't have any lines that's cool more power yeah, but to if you it
4: has some solid edges to it it's still gonna last for a while
0: right but it doesn't if have any have lines have... why does it call it fine line right well that's mm-hmm. another good question <laughs> you know but it's like okay well if that's the case your edges better be crispy better be sharp better be solid you know you better have the crispiest hardest edged you know pieces out there to really define different forms and shapes yeah you know and if your edges aren't clean and crisp and clear well then what's even the point right everybody loves edging i see what you did there (laughs)
1: Oh
2: man, it's
0: like I love line work. Show me any tattoo out there that is, you know, a claim to be, you know, the best at whatever. And it's like, cool. First thing immediately my eye is going to go to is what do the lines look like? Because if that's not there, then is it even a good tattoo? You know, if, if the edges aren't perfectly solid, if They're way too soft if they're not super hard and soft. If you don't have a good Mm -hmm. variation in there, is it even going to hold up well? You know, and if it's not going to hold up well, then what's the the point in even doing it?
4: Some people want an image a certain way so much that they don't have a problem with the fact that they
0: might need to get it touched up every 10 years or so. That's fine. And I'll do it that way. I'll do it whatever way they want me to. but I'm telling them right off the bat, every single time you come in to get anything touched up, you're paying for it.
4: Oh, yeah. oh yeah.
0: you know, because there's no there's getting no around. Free that. Up. There's no getting around that at all. So it's like, All right, we'll do it. We'll do it the way you want me to do it. But it's your dime. You want to come back every six months and get it, you know, redone. Okay. I don't think that's a wise use of your money, but it's your money.
1: But, yeah, we got to circle back to it's their money. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to complain about getting paid more. I gave them the warning, right? Yep. Customers always right. But are they, though? Are they really? No,
0: not really. Most of the time, never. (laughs) 30% of the time, never.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm right when I'm the customer, but nobody else is.
4: Nope. (laughs) I've experienced it being a customer. I'm right about this. Scarlet, Scarlet should be a
2: good, good red tone,
0: right? Has
1: anybody had any accomplishments lately in your work that you want to share? I am curious about all the good shit going on. I want to get hyphy with some good news, my dudes.
5: I started tattooing the top of my right or the side top going of my thigh. It's a very interesting position.
1: Nice. Can yeah, i been us? wondering
4: what that position would be like to tattoo yourself. I've all right, take my off, my off your pants.
1: Oh,
5: uh, it so- stinks i been there and oh, done that. Wow. I don't know how to make it
6: work better,
5: but it's this one that I started. And getting back I'm- here, that's like a really yeah. interesting position to be in for sure. Oh, there we go. Now I can actually kind of see.
1: Uh, I thought that was a wolf eating a little demon baby.
5: Well, it's like a little monkey baby. Oh. Oh damn. You're not like far off.
1: Yeah. Um. I yeah. Even, how how the would fuck you
4: do position you t- yourself?
0: Yeah.
1: How do you do that?
5: I'm sitting on a chair yeah. and I'm going like this.
1: It was oh.
5: It's like the next day my back hurts, and the day after that oh. my uh, intestines felt like somebody was like twisting them. It was very interesting, but now I'm in it. Once I started that first line, I was in it.
4: Yeah.
1: All right. That's
4: very right, cool. Season.
5: It's super slow season over here. So it's like I'm trying to take up the time with at least like doing something
0: cool. Mm. Uh, yes. You mean flash painting season? Painting
1: pa- season. Yeah.
5: Yeah. There's that too. But I feel like I just wanted a break from doing painting. I cranked out another one over the past two weeks with this like hyena design, but it's already oh, yeah, at the man. shop.
1: I'm busting out my postcard watercolors. Again, so we'll nice. see who's getting a bunch this round.
3: I love painting season. Yeah, I just love painting.
0: painting. I love painting almost as much as I love tattoo. I
1: just I have been really fucking stoked lately on, uh, like, usually I, I dread the slow season and, you know, northern parts of the states where we get winters. It, we have slow seasons, unlike places like Florida, where there is no slow season because it's fucking 75 degrees all year long. Uh, their
0: slow season is hurricane season. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Unless you're
5: in northern Florida like me, then it's right now when no tourists want to come down here at all. Uh, really? Yeah, up in Destin, we're like two hours from Alabama border, um, and right now it's just super super slow. I think I've done it's like four tattoos in the past week, oh, something like that. So it's slow right now.
1: I'm I'm a little bit I. I'm a little, I mean, like, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to start worrying about money as things get slower and I'm not making like as much of an income as I would during, you know, like the summer and stuff. But I am really excited to have a slower change of pace so I can have a chance to breathe and relax and focus and kind of catch up on things. Like, I got so much shit going on. When I'm busy at work, I don't have time to work on all of my other projects. So I'm really excited to have that time, regardless of the, I mean, despite the slower income earning. Mm -hmm.
5: No, it's nice to have the time down for sure. So you refocus, kind of focus on your education and all that, too. So I'm thankful for it.
0: Yeah, I always like to call this part of the year travel season, because this is when, typically speaking, I start to book all of my like trips for the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I start looking at okay, what shows do I want to do? What shows do I have to get in for like immediately? Uh, like Philadelphia this year is in January, so I'm already signed up for that one. Um, you know, but like, what do I have going on in February? What do I have going on in March? What do I, you know, looking a few months down the road, what is my schedule looking like? So I know that if a show pops up that I really want to go to, or I get invited to that's super, super awesome. I know right off the bat, like, oh yeah, no, I can do that one. Cause I don't have anything going on that month, you know? And then I'll just double check the calendar at work and boom. Right there.
1: Yeah, I uh, printed out a yearly calendar yesterday so I could actually physically look at everything on all of the weeks on one sheet of paper and start highlighting which weekends I'm going to be at conventions, which weekends I'm trying to guest spot and which weekends or not weekends, days in general. conventions are always on weekends so i just keep highlighting weekends um but yeah i am getting my i've decided not to overwhelm myself with trying to plan a year in advance but i'm trying to sort out the first six months right so like january to june is Mm -hmm. what i'm focusing on right now i've got a couple of trips for guest spots and a couple of conventions and everything lined up and um When you physically, like, see it in front of you, like, everything on one sheet of paper, it gives you a better idea of what your flexibility will be like.
3: That it does.
1: Dang it. Finding fonts is a pain.
0: So I always go through Creative Market. Um, I don't know if you know about that website or not, but Creative Market is like the definitive place to go for custom, like super awesome font types. A lot of it's for more like graphic designers and stuff like that, but uh, you can find a lot of really, really amazing font types and lettering types on there. Anytime I'm designing a new business card or um, a new like convention banner or anything like that, I always check that out to see if they have like, you know, pretty awesome new stuff just because I want to know like, Oh, cool. Here's a new one put out by this guy who does a whole bunch of different custom font sets let me uh let me see what they've got available and i'll see if um i can work one of those into my budget you know they're usually pretty cheap like 15 bucks each sometimes less sometimes more but they also have font bundles so you can get like you know eight or nine fonts for 25 bucks um but they it's a great website to go to for you know, designing business cards, banners, stuff like that. Not for like actually designing and layout, but it'll give you a good idea of what can be done font wise and what's going to look good. Because anytime you're dealing with lettering, the lettering itself has an emotion behind it. You know, so you want to make sure that whatever lettering you're using is going to reflect the atmosphere of the piece that you're creating. You know, you wouldn't want to do a super nice script name in something like super harsh Gothic, old English or black letter or custom, you know, like calligraphy designs that might be a bit too harsh and too sharp. You know, Uh you you want your lettering to be able to reflect, you know, what it is you're trying to portray. It's not always easy, you know, to get just the right feeling in it but it does work. So I always check out Creative Market.
2: I've bought a lot of
0: stuff off of there, too. Thank you. Creative Market, to me, is kind of like Tattoo Smart. I spend way too much money there.
5: It's really easy to do that on Tattoo Smart. Oh, I know.
3: Has anybody gotten the... uh... The skins that you can,
1: uh, the real humans things from Tattoo Smart yet?
0: The 3D models? Yeah. I have not. Um, I've looked into it and I've talked to Russ about them a couple of
3: times. Um,
0: but I haven't broken down and purchased any of them just yet. Mostly just because, like, I don't really. For what I do, I don't really see too much of a benefit there because anytime people come in for me to get tattooed, they pretty much already know where they want to put their tattoo or if it's a big piece. I already know exactly how I want it to look and what elements are going to look good and what spots. But for people that are just starting out designing you know, large scale pieces, it is going to do you an absolute world of good.
5: I have the protoplast ones, not the actual 3D ones, and those are even helpful. Just having like a very loose idea of uh, what size you need to
0: go. Right. Yeah. Or how is this going to look on this section of an arm? Right. Because sometimes seeing it visually is going to help you out a little bit more than just saying, okay, well, I know where this is laid out, but is this really going to look the way that I think it's going to?
5: Exactly. Uh I've had some designs where it's like, Oh no, that looks fucking terrible right there.
0: Yeah. Or it's, you're trying to make last minute adjustments and you're like, well, if I take this tiger and I move the body over this way, I'm going to have to cut this part of the stencil off and redraw this part. And, you know, so sometimes just laying it out on something, even just like the protoplast set can be extremely helpful.
5: Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm, I don't know. I keep thinking about it and it's like I, I want to start advertising larger scale projects. You know, I think what I have to do first is go through and finish some of the other larger scale projects I've started. Then I can start really getting into like a lot of bigger stuff because I hate having too many huge projects on the books at one time. I don't know about you guys, but it gives me a, it's nice, but it almost gives me like anxiety because it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this dude's coming in for this amount of work on this area, and then this dude's coming in for this amount of work on this area, you know, and sometimes I get them confused and I'm like, oh shit, I'm set up for a left arm, not a right arm. Hold on a second, let me readjust some things real quick, and we'll get you sorted.
5: No, I mean... <clears throat> I'm still very early on. I feel like I can focus easier when I just have like a few big ones to worry about because I can put my full focus on them.
0: Right, right. That makes sense.
5: Because even while things are slow down here, I'm going up to Milwaukee on Saturday and I'll be tattooing for a week and I have appointments for the whole time. So I'm very thankful for that. And pretty much everything's big projects.
0: Hell yeah, dude. So what
5: are you working that? on? Um, there's a there's a Darth Maul tattoo. There's a if you're familiar with Terry Pratchett Discworld. Yes. Oh. Um, we're doing an interpretation of that where instead of doing like a tortoise, we're doing alligator snapping turtles. Ooh. And then I forget the name of the elephant god with the multiple hands. Starts with a G. Ganesh. Yeah, Ganesh.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, we're going to be using Ganesh instead of the elephants on top of the turtle. Um, oh,
4: that sounds awesome.
5: Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's my dad, too, so that's going to be really fun. Um, And then I have a really big raven. It's like half sleeve raven and lantern then i have some roses on the foot going on to the ankle and i get to finish up an owl that i started as well
0: that sounds awesome i'm sure i'm forgetting something sorry to cut you off medusa
3: no worries what were you
1: uh saying oh i was actually just gonna say that uh it's surprising that you would get anxiety with lots of big projects because i know how much you love to keep yourself busy almost to a point where you're almost in over your head like it lights a fire under your ass so it's it's surprising to see that from you but also really understandable
0: yeah well, the amount of time and effort that I put into larger scale projects, just getting them ready. You know, it's like, I want to do a full rendering to know where everything's going to go before I even touch the skin. So for me, sometimes it's, that's what I really want to take my time with, you know, so sometimes that's what gets to be overwhelming. And then, you know, just general work-life balance and which I Still don't know how to do that, but now, knows? Neither do I. yeah, I was going to say that's something every tattoo artist I've ever met struggles with. I've decided I'm in a relationship with tattooing. Yep. I used to tell people that all the time. It's like, oh, I'm married. I'm married to my job. You know, as no matter what you think about that, I love it. It's a great relationship. It's never let me down. It's never you know, treated me poorly and it allows me to travel the world and see a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, I feel like a relationship with anything
4: else is a waste of my energy at this point.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
4: Tattooing is all I need to do. I need to focus on me and I need to focus on tattooing. <laughs> and Everything else is second. It's the only thing that no matter what mood I'm in, all you have to do is go, but You get to tattoo today, and I'm instantly happy.
0: Right? It's like a little kid in a candy store, and you're just like, yeah! "Yeah!"
4: That's why I don't understand people who bitch and complain about the type of tattoos they're getting to do. I get to tattoo. I get to tattoo today. That's all I care about. I will do all the infinity symbols and dandelions with whiskey things coming off of them and three butterflies representing my three children. And this one has to be this way and can you work in their initials in the wings and I'll do all of it. Just let me tattoo
0: Yeah, I think part of the other reason, circling back, it was just a random thought that popped into my head, Uh, circling back to, like, getting a lot of that anxiety with a lot of those bigger projects. I think part of the reason why I always try to hold off on some of those is because if I end up booking my whole calendar filled with nothing but huge projects, I almost feel like I'm letting down some of my clients that want smaller stuff. Mm. You know that I have the potential to later on um, turn into big projects, so I don't want to isolate them. So it's like I don't want to have my my calendar too busy. I I always try to leave myself a little bit of a break just to get in like last minute stuff.
4: I am officially done making all my handmade Christmas cards for everybody that's getting a Christmas or holiday card from me. Oh,
5: yeah. That's an achievement right the there, time. and it's in time.
0: Hell, yeah. I haven't even started on mine yet.
4: I, everybody got a watercolor painting that is a Christmas card or a holiday card of some kind. You're muted, Medusa. I can't hear what you're saying.
1: That's cute AF. I wish I had time to do that.
4: I've been doing it for so many years. Some of the older people in my family expect it. Mm. And I, I love them, and they're grumpy old asses, and I don't have the heart to disappoint them.
1: Well, as long as you're having fun. Yeah.
4: Plus, I I don't have the cash money to be buying everybody everything I want to buy them for the holidays. So In this economy? Who does? Yeah, I'm one of a kind art and some of the 36 dozen cookies I make every freaking Christmas is what everybody's getting for Christmas.
1: Nice. I want cookies.
4: I've never made
1: vegan cookies. I'll take any
4: fucking cookies if it's a fucking <laughs> cookie. <laughs> I, I agree. Don't I agree. let that stop you.
0: <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I, I have too many sweets in the house as it is. I've got two birthday cakes sitting in my fridge. Only one of which has actually been cut into. Plus, I have half of a pineapple upside down cake that still needs to be eaten.
4: Oh, cookies and go brownie bad. bites.
0: Like freeze. the pineapple upside-down cake will freeze. It will. You're absolutely correct, and I think I may actually end up going that route with it.
4: Because um, you can't waste a good pineapple, up, especially a homemade one. Oh,
0: yeah, it's it's amazing. They're only the good homemade.
4: I'm pretty sure my best friend is making my dad a Jewish apple cake for Christmas because it's his favorite. We do a lot of things like that, but our family makes lots and lots of cookies and little English pies for Christmas, and then everybody gets them. I need your address, Medusa. For pie? For cookies. Oh. I yeah, was thinking okay. About, I was thinking about putting you on the list anyway, and then I'm like, I don't know if I can make a vegan cookie. I'll
1: take any fucking cookies. All right, because I make some really so, good ass cookies. I'm starting to just uh allow more exceptions into my diet and go vegan-ish because traveling is difficult if you're not if you're going to places that are uh secluded and everything mm-hmm. like the needle chick event at Jiminy Peak even though the surrounding areas are vegan friendly it's like half an hour away from the nearest town and the place itself without driving for a bit off campus to go to like stores and stuff you're stuck with the vending machines if you're vegan Yeah. so like vegan-ish I'll just be so like you know mm-hmm. like when I was in Puerto Rico I was able to get a lot of plant-based products but occasionally I just be like, you know what? I'm not going to try to get on my Google Translate and try to translate how I want to adjust this entire menu. So, yeah. I'll have the vegetarian option instead. Mm. Make it easy. Um, but yeah. So, um I am vegan at heart but practical with practicalities, <clears throat> vegan-ish. Yeah,
4: sometimes you have to be practical instead of.
1: Yeah, especially if I want to go to the Philippines and um, meet Wang Odd. Oh, um, that's not going to be vegan friendly.
4: <laughs> yeah, Filipino food. Oh, I love it.
0: Hey guys, can I get your opinion here for a second? Absolutely trying to figure out what else this needs. I feel like it's missing something. I know Mm -hmm. I need a little bit more of this ochre tone here.
1: I'm having a hard time separating uh, the coins from the background. Yeah, they're a
4: little bit the same tone. I love the background, though.
0: OK, I think those will be I think it'll be helpful when I go through and I actually outline everything.
5: Yeah, I okay. think the outline is going to give you all the definition that you're probably not where you're like, I think I need something, but it's really just the outline.
1: Yeah, it's probably just the line work and the edges.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, man, it's almost three thirty or no two thirty. Sorry, my, I just looked at the time on my laptop and my laptop is still set to Puerto Rico time. Nice. So, which is an hour ahead of Eastern uh, Eastern Standard. Oh, really? Four hours wow. ahead of me. Yeah. By the way, for people out there that like to outline their flash and they work on paper, these things are the best outlining pen in the world what is it it's a pilot uh brush tip pen by pentel yeah um and they are amazing they've got a super flexible hair nib and you can get everything from a super thin line That's like super hair thin, all the way down to like a very big bold line, all from the same pen. You know, so you can really build up. The reason why I enjoy using this kind of a pen to outline everything is because it makes doing calligraphized uh, lines and varied line weight a lot easier. It's waterproof too, which is always nice. Um, It's really black, which is awesome. Um, And it's super flexible. So if you want to get like those nice in-between lines,
3: you can do that. It also helps you practice
0: your hand pressure. So you're not, you know, if you're working right off the, the first couple of fibers, you can do that and you can just get a nice thin line but if you know just like in tattooing if you want a nice thin line it's going to be nice and thin if you want a bold line and you put pressure down on it it's almost like you're blowing something out because you're going to get these jagged edges and stuff like that so to do like a nice crispy outline slow your hand down you take your time
3: And you can get some really nice, thin, crispy, black edges.
0: And it is water-based, too. So if you decide to go through and you want to use that as, like, a hard edge, you can always thin it out and get, like, a nice black and gray wash out of it. So, just some food for thought as far as materials for flash painting. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or you can always go through with a a standard, you know, like liner brush. This one's a zero, but this will essentially give you the same kind of idea. You know, if you hold it kind of like 90 degrees, right? And you just use just the tip that's what she said i know that's what she said but you know if you i'm glad i'm
4: not the only immature one
0: you know you can can use this to practice your line work too so if you're someone back on the topic of line work that you know really wants to focus on that really wants to get better at it this was one of the secrets to how I have really practiced my outlining without actually tattooing because it does force you to focus on hand pressure, uh, your tempo and your speed to make sure that everything is perfectly solid Uh and perfectly smooth. Plus you can also practice swooping in and swooping out or the airplane method. Um, It's just kind of like a little term I coined where, you know, if you have an airplane that's landing, they're going to come in lightly and they're just barely going to touch down. So I don't know. It's just something I found that helps.
3: So maybe it'll help one of you guys. Hell yeah. Thanks, broski.
0: Seriously risky for those tiny little like tiny little jammers you know if you need a thicker line obviously just use a thicker liner brush but but i've always found it helps kind of like helps you get down your hand control a lot better all right
1: I, I've got to start getting ready for work soon.
0: So I'm going to take a leave. These yeah. are also pretty good by the way. The, these are also made by Pentel. They're also brush pens. Um, nice. They're also permanent and waterproof. They come in different tip sizes. Um, these I don't think have quite as good of a flow to them as the pocket brush, but they work well. Good for like medium line weights, not super super fine lines. I'm gonna That's head my... out. Go be you gone way with today. you. Have a good one. You're, you're too bye. good to hang out with us anymore. Yeah, it. it's messed up. Yeah, bye. 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 Oh.
5: Pretty stuffed. I've gotten some pretty good progress on this one.
0: Hold on. Let me spotlight you. And Spotlight for everyone. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I was starting to get there. And you're just using those, the Tombow brush pens, right?
5: Yeah. Just these two Uh, little guys.
0: That's sweet, dude. For the
5: outline, I used the Molotow version of Microns.
0: Ooh, Are those the ones with the metal tips?
5: Uh, they're still felt tip.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Hell yeah.
5: So they're just like Microns, just a different company. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with the Progress I've made on this—I didn't think I was going to have it done at all. Now I could actually see myself having it done for Milwaukee.
0: Hell yeah, dude! Fucking flyaway hair. I always hate that on brushes, like long bristle brushes. You always mm-hmm. get that like little bit of a flyaway sometimes. So sometimes I just take like a razor blade or a knife and I just separate it from the group and then just cut it down by the uh, the ferrule.
5: What I started doing even with some of these is uh, like with the water brush, I'll destroy it on the canvas. So I'll end up just like cutting off the tip with the scissors and it'll make it a lot firmer. There you go. So that works out pretty nicely. And then it extends the life of my water brushes by a long time because I make sure that if I'm using it for black, I use it just with the black. If I'm using it with reds, I use it just with the reds.
4: Mm. That's a good idea.
5: I feel like it just helps keep it a lot cleaner. And that tip-to-tip trick you told me about, Jason, I use that on a regular basis now.
0: Dude, isn't that helpful?
5: It's so helpful. I feel like I can get like uh, consistent colors even with just like doing it tip to brush instead of trying to put a little bit on the watercolor paper and work it with the water brush and then put it onto the can onto the paper or canvas or whatever.
0: Right. Yeah, when I was working with uh, graphic markers, and I still do on occasion, that's my favorite little trick to help blend and get the right tone. Um, yeah, I love it. I've also been known to take a, um, a piece of plastic, like a bottle bag, or even just clear plastic wrap if, if that's all I have available. Sometimes I'll just like scribble on that with marker on like a piece of like white letter paper. Um, That way I can kind of see what colors are where. And then I'll go back through and I'll use that almost like a palette. Right. And I'll be like, Oh, I need this color to this. Cool. I'm going to go through and I'll pick up a little bit of this with this color. And then, you know, I'm right there.
5: Yeah. I end up uh, touching it and then using my piece of paper to uh, make sure it's the right darkness, so I'm not fucking myself up. I'd rather go a little bit too light than a little bit too dark.
0: Because you can always go darker. You're back. Never you go lighter. Forget something? Yeah. She's pulling yeah. a Medusa.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot I told you about that. Um, I forgot it Sunday, and I don't have to work for, like, three more hours.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: hi welcome back to let you back in by the way (laughs) i i was wondering Uh, what you were gonna think when you saw me being like i just thought you were pulling a medusa
1: yeah no i just i forgot that i uh don't have to work for a few hours so
0: medusa and i bonded in puerto rico over our complete and total shit short-term memory
1: <sighs> yeah,
4: I feel that
5: in my soul. Yo, I have yeah. horrible, 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 horrible memory.
4: Yeah, the act of walking in the kitchen almost make me forget. Why do I walk in the kitchen?
1: Yeah, yeah. no, like it's. Um, I was telling him about how uh, at the shop that I work at, we call it pulling a Medusa because. Um, consistently every single time I leave for the day I'm like alright bye guys have a good day within like 30 seconds I'll walk right back through the door and be like forgot my keys or forgot my phone or mm. left my Apple pencil or like something like that like every single day um, our newest artist Lauren had even mentioned that one time she's like Medusa I don't think I've ever seen you leave and not just come back for something you forgot and I like looked at her and I was like get used to it because <laughs> it's never gonna <laughs> change I always forget something sometimes they'll come back two or three times Aww. and I did <laughs> you know what the fun the funny thing is is like actually I left a crap ton of stuff at work yesterday and I knew it the moment I walked out the door I was like oh I gotta go back and grab all that stuff that I just like left but I didn't because I was all like, I don't want him to see me. <laughs> I gotta break the cycle. <laughs> so it's just I'm gonna make myself sitting.
5: suffer so I remember better.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh so all of my stuff that I packed up yesterday to bring home and everything um is still sitting at my station. Because I pulled a Medusa. I was Again.
0: just going to ask you, or did you just forget to go back?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I like I knew that I forgot it Like after I walked out the door. I was like, I'm not going back today. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, just deal with it. But yeah, I actually uh, left my power supply and everything because I got my new um, national tattoo machines in the mail, and I wanted to bring my power supply home to run them and play with them. Not tattoo, but just, you know, fiddle around. Mm
0: -hmm. Rest in peace, National Tattoo Supply. Yep. Rest in peace. Industry standard for I don't know how many years, but um, you served us well. They
1: served tattooing industry wonderfully well for a number of decades. Mm. Unfortunately... They kind of got a little antiquated and didn't update with the times. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I grabbed some of their swing gate coils before they're completely sold out. I'll
0: go grab those actually real quick. I I was going to say, show them off. I left them at work. (laughs) I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not. (laughs) So, those are also. (laughs) That is awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I legitimately went up and was like, oh my God, show up. And then, like, I looked at my backpack and it's like, oh, yeah. I pulled them out to show my boss, and that's where they're at right now. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Amazing.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm fucking pumped. On the 15th I'm going over to my friend's shop and um he's teaching his apprentice um needle making and oh, I was cool. all like I was all like "Fresky!" Hola, muchacho. I haven't made needles in a long time, and I really want to, like, revisit that and make a lot of needles. Um, So, can I swing by and uh, work with you sometime? And he was all like, hell yeah, on the 15th, I'm having needle day with my apprentice. You should just come over. So, I, uh, last night, tracked down a soldering iron and... Soldering? Soldering, soldering.
4: soldering? My dad will say soldering too. Well, so it's my that.
1: mouth and I can say it how
5: I
0: want. <laughs> if that's what makes you happy.
5: Knife. Knife I or like a salmon. One.
0: Don't make, salmon. Me,
1: don't make salmon. me stab you with my knife. Salmon. But yeah. I uh, can't wait to breathe in that flux and
0: uh, lose a few years off your life doing it. Hell yeah, my dude! It is. Should change your
5: brakes right after that. Oh god!
1: So what? I didn't hear you. I
5: said you should change your brakes right after that, so you could get some asbestos in there too.
1: Oh hell yeah! Yeah, just like go. Um, I'm all about that. Not. Um, oh my God, not. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that. So next week I get to make needles.
4: That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm.
1: And one as of the national... Exercise,
4: it doesn't sound like fun as a regular practice, though.
1: No. Yeah. Oh God. I'm really glad that uh we don't have to get to work four hours early every day to make 50 billion fucking needles i am glad i missed that i
0: was gonna say it is a lost art though you know yeah to do that and having that knowledge that old school knowledge of needle making
1: yeah like i definitely i'm really glad i don't have to do that every day for my job but I still want to know it, and I still want to be good at it, and I still want to have that knowledge. So that's why I want to do it. Um, and uh, one of my national machines came in kit form, so I'm probably going to build that as well. Make and sure you then scrape off
0: your wire leads from the coils.
1: Will do. Mm-hmm. Um, that has knowledge. I'm still trying to track down stencil powder, Looking everybody is sold out all over everywhere. I have a couple of sheets of um, acetate for different thicknesses, but my ultimate goal is to fucking old school tattoo myself with you an acetate stencil and that. a needle I'm making myself with a machine that I'm building.
0: You're assembling
1: Assembling, yes, assembling.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if you're building it, have fun. Make sure you get your geometry right.
1: I got to come visit
3: you for a couple of weeks to do that.
0: Well, if uh, you do, I will buy in stock metal. Hell yeah, we should do that. I will teach you how to plan them out, measure them out, cut them out, bend them. Uh, We'll be making brass frames um you know we'll be making one piece brass frames out of either 316th or quarter inch thick brass um and i will teach you how to go through and make a tube vise, make a spring deck you know and not a prefab or a bolt up but like an actual one piece metal frame i am 100 um, i'm not gonna buy down. I'm not going to buy the solid hunks of metal that I used to to mill out, because that is just too much of a pain in the ass. I may pick up some stasol though, so if we want to do some brazing, we can do that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm very serious about this. I would definitely be down to plan out like. Two or three weeks to come over to Philly. I'll get like an Airbnb. I'll find somewhere to guest spot in the meantime. But I, I kind of like. I think one thing I learned from Puerto Rico is that I like the same thing with Devin Cooley. That event lit a fire under my ass. Like I, I have so much to learn, and I think one of my goals is to start planning out extended visits with artists around the country to go and obviously on their terms and work with them and everything um mini apprenticeships you know
0: that's a great idea like I
1: I really want to I got to talk to Renee about it but I want to go hang out with Renee for a couple of weeks if she'll have me and like mini apprentice under her or um you know just like watch and observe and learn what she's doing i want to go hang out with you and learn how to build a machine i Are
4: you um that spot in prisma too
1: yeah i'll be doing that in february actually uh awesome. yeah i uh, um i actually need to get on that i uh I actually need to yeah, I need to actually plan that out. I need to uh, do that.
0: I'll text quick. Bruno when this is done and I'll see if it's cool if I pass your number along.
1: Yeah. Um that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh he I only ever talked to him through Instagram. But uh yeah, I can't wait to go guess with him. His colors and bright, vivid saturation and contrast is so pretty. Aww.
0: Yeah, his saturation is on a whole new level. Yeah. So is um, and this is one thing that I was I was pretty shocked about. Like watching all of these guys at Puerto Rico saturate the skin with all of these intense colors and getting the blends that they get just blew my fucking mind. Like, pardon my French, but it was a
3: religious experience.
1: Sorry, I I'm looking at Bruno's Instagram right now and just like drooling. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And I gotta go practice Spanish with him too. Yes, that was something I was a little disappointed about in Puerto Rico. Everybody knows English. Yeah. I worked so long on learning Spanish, and as soon as I got down there, I was like "Gracias," and they look at me and just be like, "You're welcome."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like, uh, and I was like, ah, "Sin carne, por favor," and they're all like, "Okay, vegetarian." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, no, but uh, I can't wait to practice Spanish. Be in an area where I've never been. And also I'm gonna make it a little bit of an extended trip because one of my really good friends lives in Jacksonville. And so I'm gonna rent a car and drive up to Jacksonville after I am done guest spotting and visit her. And on the way, I'm gonna stop in Melbourne and I'm gonna try to visit uh, Robbie Ripple at his shop. he's um, down in
0: Melbourne, Florida?
1: Yeah, and- Really? Yeah, and Dusty is planning on go doing a guest spot there at the same time. So we're trying to align the trip so that I can go up and visit Dusty as well.
0: Melbourne, Florida, over on the, on the East Coast, on the Atlantic side? hmm Yeah, that's just south of Cocoa Beach. If I had known that, I would have stopped down a long time ago. My parents have a place in Cocoa Beach. Like, that's where they live. So I can go down there on vacation, stop in and be like, hey, Robbie, remember me? Hell yeah. (laughs) Dude, Robbie
1: Robbie has some fucking nice videos on his YouTube channel by the way. I learned so much just watching his videos where he's just like teaching, he's basically tattooing, talking about what he's doing and why. And He's opened my, there's a couple of videos uh, where he's like opened my mind about the fact that there aren't really strict rules with needle groupings. And I know that everybody's told me that before, but it wasn't until I was watching his videos and him explaining it and seeing him use his needle groupings the way he was where I was like oh you really can bend the rules use them like paintbrushes not like absolutely like uh, like what there's like liners don't have to just be for lines shaders don't have to just be for shading right yeah so like I knew that but it wasn't until I heard him explain it and watched him do it in his um rad movement videos that I like it clicked with me
0: Yeah, and he's a I'm going to have to go awesome
4: back dude. and look at them again. Because I did watch them once, but I was also kind of distracted the day I was watching through his videos. So I'm going to have to make it a point to go back and just study.
1: Yeah. But uh, I think Florida trip's going to be awesome. And it's for my birthday. Hell yeah. So that's my birthday present getting to out, myself. Getting, it's out getting out of the winter weather. Yeah, getting the fuck out of Portland. I want to have a sunny birthday for the first time in my fucking life. (laughs) That's never happened. I always I always lamented
4: not getting to have a winter birthday so we could do something
1: Um, Let me tell you the thing about winter birthdays is that it's oh, my God, Patrick's face. You like looked and you're like.
5: Well, I'm from Wisconsin. I got February birthday, but uh, I actually have to head out because I do have to go to the shop soon. So it was great chilling with you guys well, and as see always, you next Patrick. Sunday. Thank I'll show you. Go I got on this motherfucker real quick.
1: That looks so cool. That oh, is
2: hell so
3: yeah, dude.
1: Mackie, um, you are slaying again. Hell thank yeah, you. man.
5: Thank you. Trying to get it done as fast as possible trying to have it be a gift for christmas
0: oh right on
5: so but yeah y'all have a good one
0: you yeah, do the same my ya. friend
1: but uh yeah so winter birthdays um you would think it would be fun to do something snowy but 99 of the time it's not actually going to snow on your birthday and It's just going to be cold and dreary and icy out, and nobody wants to leave their houses to come out with you, and Mm -hmm. everybody is in hibernation mode, and usually the week before my birthday is when the first, like, heavy snow happens, and the roads are icy, (laughs) so by the time I get to my birthday, everybody's afraid of leaving their houses because they don't want to get snowed in or drive on icy roads it gets dark early so like 4 p.m people are like i don't like driving at night on icy roads i gotta go and you don't even get to make it to dinner and then you're just sitting there by yourself at the bar thinking you know what i hate winter yeah i (laughs) wound up having a
4: daughter whose birthday is smack dab in the middle of february so I I wound up getting all of those lessons anyway. Well, I was like, oh, I'm okay with the summer birthday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're talking I mean, to a December baby right here, so.
4: When is your birthday?
0: Yesterday.
1: Wait. Happy
4: birthday. Your birthday was yesterday and you
1: didn't say nothing. I thought it was like in a couple of weeks.
0: No. Fuck me. Yeah. Happy- it's the same day every year. Well, god damn it! All right.
1: I mean, I I would think I know. I've
0: lived through enough of them. All
1: right, happy belated birthday! Thank you. Hmm. You
0: rule. Speaking of which, if I can, if I can just make a very quick hi, how's it going, and shout out. I'd like to say um, happy anniversary to my parents. Uh, they celebrate 40 years of marriage today, and I don't know how they oh, wow. haven't killed each other yet, but keep it going. Keep doing it. Let that life insurance accrue a little bit more. Do the things. That's adorable. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know how they haven't killed each other yet, but they're they're making it work through 40 years. I mean, you got to admire that.
1: That's fucking rad. Mm-hmm. I can't even stay in the same room with myself. So, hanging out with somebody else for 40 years is pretty impressive.
0: It is indeed. So, more power to them. Congratulations on 40 years of marriage. Um and thank you for for that.
1: Yeah. Happy belated birthday, Jason, and happy anniversary, anniversary. To Jason's parents and Thanks for fucking and making Jason because he's cool.
4: Yeah. We're yeah. very grateful for
1: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I got a message yesterday from somebody on Instagram. Um, and they were all like, I watch you on reinventing the tattoo sometimes. I really like your uh, sense of humor. And that's what I realized is like, I'm a little
0: inappropriate. Maybe I should tone it down. Well, yeah, but you need that kind of like humor to keep people entertained, right? Yeah. Even when you're tattooing, right? You can't be you super serious the entire time. You have to lighten up the mood a little bit here and there. Uh, serious people are boring.
1: I
4: find How can you just go through life
1: breaking, not laughing? Refreshing. I think this sense of humor is quite fine. Thank you. Sometimes I do get nervous that Gabe's gonna hop on real quick and be like, "Hey, Medusa, stop it! Yeah, <laughs> We're losing oh, yeah. followers." <laughs> Listen, we've I, I we've all done Gabe that.
4: In my head, I tend to get Gabe's voice in my head before I say something. Going, now, Amber, would I be okay with this?
1: It's <laughs> like any minute now, he's gonna text me and be
0: like. This is your last warning. (laughs) I think we've all gotten that text from Gabe at one point in time or another. It's like a rite of passage. You know you're really pushing the bounds if you get that text. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I should probably back off a little bit.
4: My problem is my sarcasm is so deadpan, people think I'm serious.
0: Oh, tell me about it it's like i make myself laugh all the time but like no one else really thinks i'm funny so actually i can't say that during the the trip to puerto rico i had an epiphany that medusa actually understood my sense of humor and i can't Mm -hmm. tell you what kind of a relief that was because for the longest time i just thought i was nuts because like if i make a joke and i'm the only one laughing is it really funny but then medusa would start cracking up too and i'm like okay awesome they get it
4: i'm glad we're on the same wavelength there you're
1: muted again medusa i walked away to grab my paints and i just came back to something about me understanding your sense of humor
0: yeah i was gonna say i had the epiphany while we were out in puerto rico that you actually understood my sense of humor and how for the longest time I just thought I was crazy. Yeah. not that Good. I'm not crazy. It's just I'm happy to know other people that think the same way. Yeah, dude, you're funny, you're dude. Not just crazy. You're also funny. To the right people, yes.
4: Well, some people just aren't cultured. Cultured. That's the
0: way I like to think of it, but.
1: Oh I mean, I'm not cultured.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. i I think you are. I think you're you've got a bit more drive and a bit more culture to you and a bit more understanding than a lot of people out there.
1: Well, by what measurements do we use to determine being cultured?
0: And like also, it's a pretty vague descriptive word. Well, being cultured, in my personal opinion, and in my definition of the word, means exposing yourself to other cultures and other ways of life and accepting them as a legitimate way of life and not imposing your own uh, perceived and raised values or mores on that that distinctive culture, right? Because to me, to be cultured means to accept other ways of life and to have experienced other ways of living.
1: Mm. Okay, yeah. Well, I knowledge. think What I think is really important is for people to understand that there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I mean, I'm not saying that we should all be going and skinning cats, but...
0: I almost turned my cat into a pair of gloves the other night.
1: Oh, gosh. What'd she do? Uh,
0: She kept waking me up. But sorry to get everyone's thoughts derailed there. Oh, no
1: worries. But uh, um, I think what a lot of people expect is that the way that they do things is the right way. So when they see other people doing things differently instead of learning about why they're doing it differently and waiting to see what the results are before you pass judgment um a lot of people just want to correct it immediately like no 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 you have to do it this way and um I mean I think that's a obviously a big problem with uh Americans visiting uh other places yeah (laughs) not to get a little political but let's get real here um but yeah i had so much fun in puerto rico by the way jason uh did i already thank you thank you again you're welcome
0: it was a good time good time had by all as i mentioned to you before welcome to the list welcome to the show uh now it's time to kick things up a notch and bring an even better game next year
1: Mm mm-hmm Hell
0: yeah. You know, that's one thing that I love about working at shows like that when you're surrounded by so many incredibly talented artists is that it does light a fire under your ass. Oh it's yeah. it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm going back to this place, I, need, I really need to bring my A-game, right? And if I don't, then I probably shouldn't be going back. But I know that if I really push myself and I really bring my A-game, And I really show constant improvement, you know, then I'll be right as rain for next year. Mm -hmm. And I can name one artist specifically that the first year I worked that show with them. um, It changed their life. It changed their style. It changed, you know, their work ethic and their drive. And you know what? They came back the following year that the Puerto Rico show was held and they took home two first place trophies.
1: Are we talking about Devin?
0: We are talking about an artist that has yet to be named. Eh.
1: But uh, I met a lot of amazing people there that are so inspiring and everything. I sat down at a couple of people's booths and just chit-chatted with them. I uh, One thing I made a point to do was to let myself be vulnerable Um, Mm. and to be honest with the people around me about my experiences and everything, because that I think opened more doors for me, me sitting down with a couple of people and telling them, listen, I don't actually have that much experience. I... Kind of feel like I don't really belong here, and but I'm excited to be here and I want to learn more. And that got people talking to me and interested in, like, inviting me out to other things. Whereas I could have gone, just kept my mouth shut and been like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And all of that. And I wouldn't have been having these doors open and have these people be like, oh, you don't know this? Let me tell you. And everything. So... So
0: what you just brought up was actually something that was brought up in a meeting that I was in uh, yesterday morning with um, a couple of people, including Forrest Gribble and Russ Abbott. And and we were all talking about how when you expose your own vulnerabilities and your own weaknesses, when you admit them and you expose them and you say, no, this is something I need to work on, you know. Maybe I don't have that much experience. Maybe, you know, this is something I'm trying to improve upon. It actually makes you a stronger person. And it gives you a stronger sense of character because you are admitting what your weaknesses are. And by admitting those, they no longer become weaknesses. They become strengths. Hell
1: yeah. Hell Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And like, also, how are you ever going to get over these so-called weaknesses or vulnerabilities if you don't just accept them for what they are and take them on. Right. But yeah, uh, being honest with myself and honest with the people around me and making myself vulnerable, I think helped me learn so much
0: And Which is ultimately the purpose behind that. You know, you want to learn because you don't want to have that be a vulnerability anymore. Exactly. I
1: also don't want to ever be in a place where I think I don't have anything to learn. Right. Like, fucking, if I ever get there and I think I know everything, fucking, I don't know, get out evolve. a baseball bat and start screaming at me like
0: a crazy yeti
1: yeah don't let me do
0: that i won't don't you worry because the second you start to get to that point i'll step in and i'll be like "Mm, medusa maybe you're not exactly correct in that
1: Mm -hmm. and i'll appreciate it Hopefully.
2: Some
4: friends of mine went out to Puerto Rico about the same time, but they stayed on a private island right off the coast. They didn't go out for the tattoo convention, they just went out for a family vacation.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
4: Well, um, marijuana is legal here. And usually when they go to Puerto Rico, they take some with them. Well, one of the TSAs, they didn't confiscate it and yell at them. They just, somebody stole it and took it home.
0: Uh.
4: And I was like, why did you take it to Puerto Rico? It's everywhere. So you would have no problem. She's like, oh, I found out I had no problem because I had to. because It was missing. She's like, and I'm pretty sure it happened in New Jersey.
0: Well, that's a shame.
4: <clears throat> but this is why you don't travel with that.
0: Yeah. I try to travel, like I go through a mental checklist. I'm like, every time I start packing something, I'm like, could this get me in trouble? No, okay, goes in the bag. Could this get me in trouble? No, okay, goes in the bag. I, I
1: am not like that at all. My mentality is, will this get me in trouble? Nah, sounds like a future problem, not a today problem. Uh, we've got um, and <laughs> <it. Warren> Mac <laughs> joining us today. <gasps> Nice. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I texted her the link.
0: Mm. Mm. We'll see uh... if she can get it going on. We don't have too much time left. Oh, there she is. Hi. We can't hear you. You haven't joined the audio portion, so I'm not quite sure. You know if you can get that going on or not but
1: you want to flip your camera sideways so that it's horizontal
0: well she has to join the audio portion as well but oh yeah see if i can do that from here but
1: i am having a great day
0: oh there she goes Okay, she's muted. There we go. Nice. So Lauren was with us down in Puerto Rico. Lauren, if you could rotate your phone landscape, that what? would be a oh great. My
1: help. God, why am I a part of this? I so regret so my life? life decision. There
0: we go. What Chris talked about earlier. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah.
1: God.
2: so one of
0: the one of the, the most so awesome much. people oh I hung God. out with in Puerto Rico. Um, so amazing time. Yeah. So, welcome, welcome to the show. Oh,
1: hey, Lauren. Hi. Oh my God, I died. I don't even. I clicked on your link, and here we are. Chris. Oh cool. yeah. We do some. <clears throat>
4: nice to meet you.
0: Yeah, I sent Chris the uh, the YouTube link earlier. I didn't know what he was up to, but you I think figured... Chris. <laughs> I figured he could always watch the replay if need be.
1: Yeah, so we were just talking about Puerto Rico and how much fun we had down there. Great time. Yeah, I told them about how we were all at the same gate together. (laughs) Same plane, same gate. That was random. (laughs)
0: Ran- was Sunday it random Sunday. or coincidence. Ooh. And
1: no, we all hung out the night before and figured that out.
0: Yeah. Alright. <laughs> See, so I was actually in the airport with Yalzi and I got to talk to him about next year's convention in Puerto Rico. Ooh. Potential additions to the lineup and nice. stuff like and you know potential complications with you know trying to get a few other very 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 well-known artists from europe to come out for it um and we were talking about you know some of the issues that we're encountering with things like that um and how you know we're essentially waiting until a lot of the uh covid and vaccine vaccine uh requirements to get into the us You know, we're kind of waiting on those to be lightened up a bit before we can really start bringing a lot more European artists out again. Um, Because there are a lot of people out in Europe, believe it or not, that are not vaccinated. Um, So until that can get lightened up a hair, we're kind of dead in the water. Um, And Uh, I'm not going to mention any specific names, but uh, the people that we would eventually like to invite out for that show would be showstoppers. Um, You know, once again, I'm not mentioning any names, but we're talking some major players in the tech. Nice. In fact, I was talking to uh, Mikel Ostberg from Scotland. Um, He said he would really love to come back out that I met Mikel at the Puerto Rico show in 2019. And um, he said he would love to come out and do it again, but he can't get into the country until the vaccine requirements are actually lifted or lightened because he's not vaccinated and he doesn't want to be vaccinated. And so he's not actually allowed into the U.S., uh, he was supposed to head out to Ohio and do a guest spot over at Big Mises' studio. Um, I also invited him out to Hell City with me, but he doesn't know if he'll be able to make that unless the U.S. kind of loosens their vaccine requirement. Uh-huh.
2: So it's, uh, it's
0: kind of interesting to see the, what impact that has on the world as a whole but uh yeah. hopefully that works out hopefully we get Lauren and Chris back out again next year for the Puerto Rico tattoo
4: he, we're, we're vaccinated I didn't think anybody even
3: needed it in the states anymore
0: in the if you're from the states you yeah don't. so just to come in from
3: other countries yeah.
0: if you wanted to come in from Europe you would have to show proof of vaccination and stuff like that and um so it, it ends up being one of those situations where if you don't have that, you know, and you're not vaccinated, you're not going to actually be allowed in. And it would be a shame if we invited some of these bigger people, you know, hypothetically speaking, people like Victor Chill from Spain or Mikel or, you know, say we talked to, uh, you know, maybe Ryan Smith from the UK. We wanted to get them out. To tattoo at the Puerto Rico show Now imagine if we invited Them and they booked their ticket and all that stuff And then they got to the gate and then Realized that they couldn't get into To Puerto Rico because they weren't Vaccinated and they had to turn around And head home
1: That would Fucking suck imagine going through all that Effort right And then
0: bam yeah. So until we can get You know absolute mm-hmm. Um, certainty that these people can get allowed in, it doesn't even really make sense to invite them out, you know, to the show.
1: It's so crazy because we're like the messiest country.
0: Oh, I know. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, um, one thing i one idea that i had when i was down there that i want more conventions to get into is a photo booth booth so that we can take good pictures of our convention tattoos because oh my god it's so hard to get a good picture of a convention tattoo with all that weird bad lighting
0: yeah like five Mm. bucks for like 10 minutes yeah it's easy peasy that would be sick you know, put like a, a roof over top of it to block out all the overhead light, mm-hmm. put up some like, even if they're just like foam board, black foam board walls to block out the the external light, like that would make a lot of sense and that would be awesome. Yeah, and, um, and it like it have polarizers on yeah. hand oh, yeah.
1: okay. and like different light settings that people can oh, use. Now. You can have a photographer that uh is working yeah. at the booth okay. to like uh you know help out with any equipment. Yeah, yeah, And then, um, and you know, what's really cool is that that way, like these websites that are advertising these events can like have a place like to take pictures where they can like post on their pages what tattoos have been done at these conventions. Yeah. Because I think that would be really fucking cool. Like one thing I would love to do. Ah, can you send Chris the link to join this? He said, how do I do it? There's Chris Mac right
2: now. Okay, well
1: that's his phone number, not his face. I got Okay. Bye. I got you. Oh okay. Or are you uh, on it? No, you can do it. I'm the YouTube page. will be on there He said tell
2: him how to get on the YouTube page. He said tell them how to get on the
1: YouTube page. Hang on, they're pulling, they're figuring it out. Hang
0: on. I just sent the zoom link to Chris. Hey, he He's just gonna, sent a,
4: a
1: Zoom
3: link
0: on to what? him. On what though? On, on
3: what
1: <laughs> Like what platform? This is my best friend. Going? Hello. Chris needs to know, like where did you send it to? Like his Instagram, Facebook? Text. Text. Text.
0: A text message, Chris. There's a link.
1: Welcome to
3: Wisconsin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a few friends up in Wisconsin, so. We what do. Part? <laughs> Appleton? Um, I think I was talking to about it. Her? Appleton. It's like two hours away. Yeah. You
2: said he sent it to you on a text message, like the link. Yeah, a text, message.
1: yeah a text message. Okay, okay. All okay. right. I am working on a little pot care bear <laughs> <and> water con. <coloring. laughs> Of course. <laughs> so, uh, oh, go yeah. oh, to
0: booth, booth. Uh, I yeah, mean, that honest. would be that would be a very lucrative idea, too. Yeah. yeah. Dude, why hasn't that been done? Uh, probably because you're the first person to think about it.
1: I am not, though. I know I'm not. Conventions have been around longer than I've been alive
0: yeah but keep in mind conventions most artists aren't thinking about oh how am I going to take a really good picture at this convention they're thinking about am I going to be able to do all these tattoos that everyone keeps hitting me up for you know am am I going to enter this am I going to be able to make enough money you know tattoo artists by nature aren't necessarily thinking about their photos per se when they get to a show They're thinking about the tattoos, what they have to do to get the tattoo done. Do they have all the supplies that they need? Um, You know, do they even want to enter the tattoo in a contest? You know, there's a lot of different aspects that um, there we go. That most artists aren't actually considering.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: I get that. But like, dude, I'm I'm not. So, I mean, I can't really speak for every artist out there, but I know I'm not.
1: Yeah, I just think, you know, what I'm down to the next convention I work at, turning my booth into a photo
0: booth, if that's allowed.
1: Like What
0: you would want to do is get two booths next to each other, right? And then you would want to turn one into the photo booth and have someone like one of your friends or something like that run that one while you're in the next booth over tattooing.
1: Mm, double booth. That's double called passive it.
0: income, especially mm-hmm. if you have someone else working at that booth for you.
1: Ah, that is a sick idea.
0: That is a sick idea. I think it would be definitely be beneficial to a lot of different artists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know you would have to look at you know what medusa we'll sit down and we'll take a look at what would what we would need to do in order to start doing that yeah yeah. um you know maybe having two different backdrops a black backdrop and a white backdrop that are matte Mm -hmm. how what we would need to do in order to block out the light on each side and then at the top and then what kind of rates we would be looking at what kind of materials we would supply you know, as far as like lights, camera, how we would transfer things, stuff like that. But yeah. we can sit down and talk about it for sure as like a business venture and we could actually make a ton of money doing it. I'm not even caring
1: about the money so much. I mean, that passive income know, is great, like a but
0: marketing plan.
1: I just really fucking want to get a good fucking picture of what I do.
0: Well, you saw a need. Now the trick is to fill the need, right? Fulfill that, and that's how you make millions of dollars. Keep yeah. That is a um, <laughs> that is definitely an idea. If anyone out there wants to make a boatload of money, we- and travel around the country, working at different shows, that is how you do it.
1: Hey, uh, don't tell them. Don't give them my idea. I need money. Crap! I said it out loud. <laughs> I need money.
0: You know, small initial investment that carries over. But, you know, even if you only get a handful of people that use the booth that want to capitalize on that at each show, that's still money in your pocket to pay for the booth, right? Because booths aren't free.
1: Yeah. Like, I'd be happy just if I had a place to take a good picture of the tattoos that I do. Right. Hi, Chris.
0: Hey, Chris. Hello.
3: <laughs> welcome. Uh, welcome. It's taking me a minute to figure this out. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. This is
2: yeah. such a shit, Joe.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we only have a couple more minutes left on here before we actually got to get going. So This
1: is in his
0: car. Yeah. Chris, thank you for joining us. Uh, Chris was one of the award winning artists at the Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention.
6: He's amazing.
0: Um, which trophy did you walk away with, Chris?
6: Uh, I got a third place for most creative. Awesome.
0: Nice. Yeah. I remember looking at some of the tattoos that you had done down there and the color saturation that you had gotten in those tattoos was just on a whole different planet, dude.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I was, I was, I was ogling your work for a little bit. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I appreciate that. Big fan over here.
0: Yeah. Chris does a lot w- of like... I wouldn't go that far. Uh, we would.
6: <laughs> i do what I want. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so
6: what's the uh, subject? What are we talking about?
0: Uh, today was staying motivated regardless of the type or style or image of the tattoo that we were
6: tattooing. Okay, I feel like that changes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it can kind of switch up depending. The trick is, you know, looking at it from a different perspective. Look at the meat, what that tattoo means to the person getting it. Look at what fundamentals you get to practice when doing it. Right. I can. You know what I find useful is is that a lot of people
6: think they can't like. It's got to be specific to one style or whatnot, but you can have fun depending on every tattoo. You just have to make it fun. Right.
1: Mm. yeah and finding ways to make things that you might be tired of or sick of to finding ways to make them fun can put a whole new light on your entire career like it helps you get stoked again and that's awesome like what we were saying earlier sure some Karen might walk in the door with the 50 billionth Infinity symbol, and you're really sick of that. But you know what? That's your chance to prove to everybody else in the shop that you can do lines crispier than fried chicken. It's your chance <laughs> to like change that person's life. To like really make this small, simple idea the cleanest thing you've done all week.
6: Well, as uh, so as a tattoo artist, it gets a lot of very common um requests. What I usually tell the people that work in the shop is there's tattoos you do for fun and there's tattoos you do for money. Sometimes you're doing a tattoo just to put food on the table. You don't always get to do that tattoo that you want to do. That is very, very true.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: And also, like, just you
4: have to do, you don't get to do the tattoos you want to do.
1: Yeah. And like, just because this tattoo might be a chore to you that you have to do just to put the food on the table that you're not particularly that enthused about, doesn't mean it is not something so deep with meaning and so exciting for the person who's going to be wearing it. So, you need to have the integrity to be stoked on it, whether or not you think it's right. fun yeah give them like, a great
6: tattoo every yeah. time
1: and a good experience it because it doesn't matter how you feel the person wearing that tattoo is going to remember that experience for the rest of their life you better fucking make it good or you don't I mean, fucking deserve
0: to this job and no it one wants to get tattooed by an artist you. that isn't enthusiastic about doing it no one wants no. to do that yeah you know no one wants to sit down and be like oh well this guy really didn't want to do it but he did it anyway like did he do a good job You know, I wouldn't want to go to a tattoo artist that wasn't enthusiastic about whatever I wanted to get, no matter what it was.
1: I have a tattoo that is very well done, but the artist very clearly was not interested in it. And it just, like, every time I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's really well done. It's very pretty. But, man, it wasn't fun. Because the artist was obviously bored. Um, So... Yeah, like it, it affects the client and that client is the potential also to turn around and recommend 10 friends or to turn around and tell 10 people how awful you are and never to go to you.
0: Yeah, it's word of mouth. And that one of those 10 friends might want a full back piece. You don't know. That's happened to me before I had someone recommend me to someone else. I did a tiny little tattoo on her, tiny little guy. Right. And um, she recommended me to her friend that wanted a full sleeve. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on in. You know, here's my daily rate. How much work are you trying to get done? What's your subject matter? Let's get you in the books all off of one recommendation for one tiny little tattoo. Hell yeah. You know, so you never really know. Yeah, but I, I think mean, I'm done can... on this guy for today. Um, hopefully everyone likes it. I might make some copies of it. Don't know yet. Might go through and tweak some of the line work out and you know sculpt it out a little bit more here and there. But yeah.
6: Do we get to see him?
0: Yeah, you you should be looking at it right now.
2: Yeah,
6: right there.
0: there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll spotlight that for everyone.
1: Fuck yeah, my dude.
0: Amazing. Fun little Brass Walker tattoo machine.
1: Hell yeah, that looks fucking sweet.
0: Kind of cut back like Rolo. Uh Even though all the machines that he built were uh, made out of stainless, but. I think he did a couple of cast iron ones, too, but wasn't trying to, you know, get that super dimpled cast iron look in this. Yeah, that would have just been too much of a pain, but. Yeah,
1: looks good. I so want to show what I just finished. Can I? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Oh, yeah. uh,
6: <gasps> seems like it. the day I'm having.
1: Oh no! Oh, Hold on. Um. I forgot to put. I forgot to make his eyes bloodshot. <laughs> there. Yeah, you got to put in a
6: couple of little like veiny
0: bloodshot eyes there.
1: Okay, Oh, little, little, little pink. Boop boop, boop 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 boop. All right, bloodshot. There we go. <laughs>
0: Much better. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're actually going to wrap up for the day, guys. Um. We'll start off with uh chris if i'm um, all spotlight you man tell tell everyone how they can get in touch with you what your instagram is uh what kind of stuff you like to do how people can get in touch with you
6: um i love realism i love to do biomac. my name is chris mack you can find me at chris mack tattoo on instagram and where are you located uh, Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Racine, Wisconsin.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for jumping in today.
6: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, and, um, hello, Nate. Let's see. Hi, Nate. How's it going? Amber, we'll jump over to you.
4: all right Hey, I'm um, Amber Morgan from Mays Landing, New Jersey. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and all other platforms under Amber Morgan. And as always, thank you so much for hosting this. I love being here every
0: Sunday. You're very, very welcome. Uh, Lauren, we'll jump over to you. Um, you know. Say hi. On, you know, reach out to you.
1: Shut up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram yeah. is HellcatPenny. Uh, mm, I'm from Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I'm a
0: mess. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Uh, Medusa, you're up.
1: my name's medusa you can find me on instagram medusa slays with three s's at the end or medusaslays.com i like to do cute little care bears that are intoxicated (laughs) um and i'm from portland oregon bye
0: Bye. thank you very much And I'm going to spotlight myself. Everyone, thanks for tuning in today. If you like today's episode, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button, especially if you're on YouTube. Help us get the word out. Um, you know, maybe recommend us to a couple of friends of yours that might be into tattoos or tattooing. Maybe they're tattoo artists themselves. We're always looking for new people to get on here, new perspectives, and new information to share. So f- please feel free to drop us a line. Uh, you can always reach us at management at reinventingthetattoo.com, and we will be more than happy to get back to you as soon as we can. Uh, for everyone that watched today, thank you very much for tuning in and uh, keep those hands moving and uh, keep learning. So, thank you very much, everyone, for jumping in and uh,
3: cheers.